Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to r slash today I effed up. Now, I'm not going to waste any time in today's intro. The story that I'm about to read you, as you can tell by the title, is one of the best stories I've ever read on Reddit. Now, I say that a lot, but trust me, guys, sit back, relax, and just enjoy this absolute beaut of a post. Today, I effed up by successfully breaking my friend out of jail for a minute. This is a story of a jailbreak that actually worked for a minute. This was years ago and I will not tell specifics and I will use fake names, but this is the most epic F up I have ever heard of. And it was me that effed up. Now I was in the military, but we were stateside. There was a group of fellow buddies with me. This was the night we all learned what a Jaeger bomb shot was. We had round after round after round after round. The night went by extremely fast and my friend Brian decided he would drive myself and my roommate home to our off-base appointments. We left the bar and it was not long before we were pulled over. It turns out that a sedan having three 21-year-olds leaving a bar at 2am near a military base is a little suspicious. The police officer knew we were all drunk when he got to Brian's car window and we all just admitted to it. The police officer gave Brian a breathalyzer test, which he promptly failed. The officer handcuffed Brian and put him in the back of the police car. The officer then asked myself and the other passenger, who again was my roommate, if we would like to take a breath test and see if we were below the legal limit to drive Brian's car to our apartment so that it would not be towed and therefore would save Brian the impound charges. We took our breath tests and promptly failed. This is when things begin to get weird. The officer left us with Brian's car with the car keys also. The officer drove off with Brian to take him to the local jail for booking. To this day, I don't know why he left us with Brian's keys. From the time the officer pulled us over, it had been approximately 20 minutes. My roommate and I had an oh-so-bright idea. Public service announcements. This is a good time to mention that this took place several years ago, at a time when DUIs were only just beginning to become a serious offense and driving under the influence did not hold as serious a punishment as it does today. We were young and very stupid and I do not condone anyone driving under the influence of any mind-altering substance. In fact, I am extremely happy that none of us hurt anyone that night and that I can talk about this obnoxiousness today. I do not take lightly the danger we put ourselves and others in that night. This idea was followed by several ideas that escalated very quickly. You see, my roommate and I were military police officers. We felt bad that we let our friend drive us home and he got in trouble. With an extreme lack of judgment and against all of our common sense, we decided that we would drive Brian's car back to our apartments. We didn't have far to drive, but this doesn't excuse the absolute stupidity that we were acting on. At some point between the time we started driving Brian's car and the time we arrived at our apartment, my roommate and I came up with a grand plan of how to get Brian out of jail. This was a multi-stage plan and I will break it down. 1. Get Brian's car back to our apartment. 2. Brush our teeth and put gum in. 3. Shave and get into our military police uniforms. 4. Attach our guard belts to our waist so that we looked like we were on duty. 
five, call my precinct on base and inform the dispatch not to call the jail that Brian was at. Every night, my command would call every jail in the area to check for military members so that we could take custody of them. I knew who was working dispatch that night and that person just so happened to owe me a big favor. I made it clear that I would not explain why I was asking dispatch not to call this specific jail. Dispatch agreed not to call. Six, I called the jail Brian was at and told them that I was my command and that I was checking to see if any military members were in their jail. They stated yes and stated Brian's name. I asked if it would be okay if we come and take Brian into custody. They said yes. Seven, switch cars. Leave Brian's car at our apartment and drive one of our own to the jail. And finally, eight, one last pep talk and walk out the door. We arrive at the jail and it's around 4 a.m. and very quiet. No other cars are in the jail parking lot. We go to the jail entrance and ring the buzzer. A corrections officer speaks to us through an intercom system. I speak into the intercom while looking into a camera and I inform the corrections office that we are there to take custody of Brian. They said, okay. It took about 25 minutes before we heard anything further. And as you could imagine, we were scared out of our minds and it felt like an eternity. It felt like the exact fear you would feel if you were trying to break a friend out of jail. Then without warning, a loud buzzer sound goes off. The large thick metal door in front of us slides open and on the other side, we see two correction officers and Brian in handcuffs. I've never personally seen a ghost, but at that moment, I knew what a person's face would look like if they ever had seen one. Brian's jaw dropped and his face went extremely flush, ghost white. I greeted the corrections officers and told them I will put my handcuffs on Brian so that they can have theirs back. Now, before doing so, I turned Brian around and gave him a pat down. I swapped the handcuffs and that was it. I had Brian in custody. My roommate and I thank the corrections officers and we turn and walk away with our hearts beating out of our chest. We are walking across the parking lot to our vehicle when my roommate whispers to me, don't get in the car, don't get in the car. At that moment, a police officer walks up behind us and looks us dead in the eyes, then asks us, aren't you two the passengers of the vehicle I just pulled over tonight? It was at this moment that our heart stopped and so did our breathing. Like I said, the parking lot was empty when we had arrived. No one inside or outside of the jail had caught on to us, but it just so happens that the arresting officer arrived in the jail while we were in the sally port waiting for Brian to be released to us. The arresting officer was just sitting there doing paperwork in his car in the jail parking lot as we walked Brian out of the jail and to our car. I'm sure you can guess what happened next. Yep, we all got put in jail. At about 8am, our command actually came and got us. We got back to base and they told me to go home and that they would call me when they needed me and to get my things in order because this was not going to go over well. I did just that and then arrived back at my command 24 hours later and I did not leave for 45 days. And then we were deployed again. So I never got off base again during that stateside stay. I was punished to the fullest extent of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, UCMJ, the military law. I was a disappointment to many people because of this F-up. I felt ashamed and I took my punishments. All the while, I was the most famous person at my command. I represented what it was to have your fellow military personnel's back 100%. Everyone heard about this attempt to break Brian out of jail and we were practically celebrities. To this day, I cannot figure out how in the heck I had the stupidity to try and pull this off. 
I am proud to say that this did not ruin my military career and that I did get to serve out my enlistments and be discharged honorably. Needless to say, I have never effed up this bad ever again in my life. The military absolutely did not condone this behavior, but in some sort of way, we were looked at as the most loyal friends a person could have. Our entire command had camaraderie like never before. It was crazy, insane, and stupid. However, like many other stories from my youthful years in the military, it's funny to look back on, and I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to serve with my brother in arms. Even if we did F up sometimes, like breaking someone out of jail for a minute. You know what guys often when i'm looking through reddit you know scrolling for hours trying to pick out some stories that will be good enough to show you guys it takes me a very long time but then sometimes just out of the blue you know you get like a message from heaven you get a story like this it just falls on your lap hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right on your homepage, and you're like, wow, the Reddit gods love me today. They've given me this absolute gem of a story. What an amazing story it was, right? I mean, just incredible. Sometimes you get stories like this and you're just thankful because that was an amazing read. I've got to say though, OP, um, yeah, what you did was obviously extremely stupid and careless, but I don't care. You were drunk and you just did what you were trying to do to save your brother. Yes, it's probably very dangerous and I completely get that. And those of you that are screaming at me in the comments saying, what are you talking about? That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever done to drive when you're under the influence to try and save your mate who's been legally arrested i don't care what an amazing thing to even try and do the fact that you were caught yeah i mean it's probably a good thing you were caught because if you were driving away for a long time uh, under the influence that's very dangerous but i mean you've done what you tried to do and I, i'm not gonna have a go at you for that you know you're trying to save your bro you're in the military you, you live your lives together you do what you can to try and save your friend even if um they have been arrested yeah amazing story i hope you guys enjoyed it let's move on to the next one now moving on to our next story today i effed up by causing my wife to publicly vomit on herself and an unsuspecting waiter due to my ignorance of healthy restaurants this happened to me yesterday and i promised my wife i wouldn't post about it but i'm pretty sure i just have to plus i didn't promise i wouldn't post on a second account so Quick background info. My wife has a very minor gastrointestinal issue that basically results in her having occasional brief episodes two or three days at a time of feeling particularly nauseous and having a heightened gag reflex. It's usually no big deal. She'll just stick to soft, plain foods or liquids. Anything else will trigger the gag reflex or it is too hard to swallow. And then it passes and all is right with the world. However, the past two days, she seemed to be having an unusually bad bout. She was heating up soups and stews and then eating only a few bites before giving up. And I started to get worried about her not consuming enough. So being the wonderful husband that I am, I decided to take her out to lunch at The Place her favorite place the place that i hate the super hip super vegan wonderland full of kale and quinoa and more yoga pants than you can shake a cruelty-free organic free-range stick at please understand i feel very uncomfortable at this restaurant neither of us are vegan and we don't usually eat healthy especially me 
but my wife is absolutely in love with their soups. They make them really spicy and zesty and flavorful. In fact, I'm fairly certain they must be performing some kind of vegan black magic voodoo dance around each bowl before serving it, because it's like nothing you've ever tasted. The point is, I knew she'd absolutely finish the entire dish. Something easy to swallow that would keep her nutrition up, so it was worth it even though we're still not comfortable eating out during the virus. We go and sit down, masks still on, and the waiter struts over with his chipper attitude and his I just ate a salad glow. In all seriousness though, he he was a great guy. He takes my wife's order first. Everything on the menu here has a cutesy name, like Tuscan Sunset Soup or Blow Your Socks Off Barbecue. Clearly, I don't remember the exact names, but you get the gist. It's that kind of place. Wife is all set, and he turns to ask what I'll be having. Now, I'd seen something new on the menu that actually looked pretty good. So I went ahead and ordered the vegan girlfriend burger. He tilts his head slightly, hesitates for half a second, but then, without missing another beat, just responds, perfectly casual, the, oh, oh, yep, the vegan gluten-free burger. Sure thing. Spicy ketchup? I immediately realized my mistake. Vegan GF burger was not another cutesy name. They do not, in fact, serve a girlfriend burger. It took my wife another few seconds to process that I hadn't known GF stood for gluten-free. But as soon as she did, she busted out laughing. I mean, really, bursted out laughing. The waiter is still standing at the center of the table at this point to finish our order. We all three have masks on, but naturally, no one wants to be blowing air into each other's faces right now. So my wife is trying her best to be polite and stop laughing, covering her face over the mask, turning her head, trying to stifle it. Some combination of this caused her to start to choke a little, and then cough, and then... Yep, the gag reflex. She vomits with her mask still on, and of course, immediately rips it off, but not fast enough to avoid having some still contained in her mouth and on her face. Most of it went down her shirt. When the mask came off, either the vomit backwash or the sheer horror of the situation caused her to immediately projectile vomit again, this time all over the table and onto the ground as she turned her head. And I'm sorry, but I just have to remind you at this point that she had been consuming a mainly liquid diet. So yeah, you can imagine the impressive travel distance. The two explosions happened all within the span of five or six seconds. So the poor waiter was still kind of frozen in shock when my wife ran to the bathroom. He snapped out of it as soon as she got up and said, surprisingly calmly and still chipper, that he'll just go grab some towels. As he darts away, I then see the faint footprints trailing behind him and realize that it must have splashed all over his shoes, probably his pants as well. I also realized that he may have been a tad more disgusted than he let on because my wife beat him back to the table after she spent a few minutes trying to clean herself up. A long few minutes, might I add. It felt like forever just sitting there alone, people staring, soaking wet table, soaking wet floor, filthy puke masks strewn over the empty chair in front of me, you know, just basking in the destruction brought on by my own stupidity, basking in the stench. Obviously, when my wife returned, she instructed me to get in the car immediately. We went home before the waiter came back. And I never did get to try my girlfriend burger. Well, uh, I guess that just shows that you should never go to fancy vegan restaurants. Plain and simple, 100% case closed. Because if you go there, you're going to vomit. Um, no, but in all seriousness, another great story. I mean, I just love the image that you've just, you know, worded so nicely there at the end, OP. Of you just sitting there 
absolute anarchy has just gone on. It has been chaos. There's puke all around you, like covering your table. And you just sat back like head in hands almost like what has just gone on here? People just looking at you all around the room. The waiter's gone. Your wife's gone. For some reason, you've not followed her to the toilet to help out. I thought that would be the thing to do. But no, you just sat there probably in shock. You're just like, oh my God, what have I done? I've caused World War Three. Uh, and then, yeah, your wife comes back. She's said to go. Makes complete sense. Uh, get out of there. I love that you also thought that GF stood for girlfriend rather than gluten-free when you're at a fancy vegan restaurant. Like, come on, dude. You deserve this. I'm sorry. You just did. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash today. I effed up. If you enjoyed it and you want more Tifu stories, check them out here. I've got a full playlist of amazing stories just like this of people going about their day and then really messing up and me normally laughing. So yeah, check out these videos and uh, watch them all because they're great. Also, make sure you are subscribed and I will see you later today with a brand new upload. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.